All right, all. Welcome back to Money in the Tank for another week. Uh, something a little bit different this week. You've just got me solo because Jolly and I had a bit of issues with some power outs and uh, we didn't have time to record our normal podcast. So we'll be resuming that next week. But I wanted to walk the tankers through an interesting investment opportunity. Um, and this is not financial advice, it's general in nature. Do your own research. But I wanted to point this out to everyone because I find, uh, I find it very interesting. So just let me share my screen with you for a moment and I'll talk you through it. I'll just adjust my little face over here. There we go. So PSTH, it's a SPAC. Uh, the SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company and PSTH stands for Pershing Square Tontine Holding. So investors in the SPAC are essentially pulling their money and it's giving it to a blank check company for the purpose of merging with a private company or a spin-off from another public company. In the case of uh, PSTH, the sponsor is Bill Ackman and his hedge fund, which is Pershing Square Holdings. Essentially, the value of a SPAC comes from your uh, belief in the sponsor. Like you, you believe that they'll be able to find you a good deal with their networking and their connections, and there's no different in this case, but there's been a bit of an interesting development with this SPAC. Um, SPACs, before we get into PSDH, they have some interesting features. They've got redemption rights, voting rights, and warrants attached. So. In the case of PSTH, last year when it IPO'd, there was a lot of excitement about the warrant structure because you essentially got you know, tankers uh, just jumping in here to correct something I said at this point in the video earlier. So I got a bit confused about the Tontine warrant structure and the existing warrant. So let me just clarify this because I've gone back and checked. So at IPO, when you bought PSTH, you got one share of PSTH and one warrant. The Tontine warrants are implicit in the share. So for each share you hold, you have two ninths of a warrant, meaning that if you bought nine shares, then you would have two extra shares available if you held the Tontine warrant through to when you could exchange them for shares. So disregard what I say about it being one third or whatever I said about it being, you know, multiples of nine for one extra share. That's not true. If you had the shares at IPO, you had one share, one warrant, and in, in within each share is the extra two nights of a, of a Tontine warrant. So redemption rights um, of the holders, it's just simply if you don't like the deal, you can get your cash back. So if the initial price of PSDH, which is in this case is $20, if you don't like the deal, when they have a redemption tender offer, you can get that money back. I think currently PSDH is trading at about $22 or $23. So you'd be losing a little bit of money there, but it's not the end of the world. You haven't lost your full cost base. Uh, they, they launched this redemption tender offer following the execution of the definitive agreement, which hasn't happened yet. Um, voting rights, normally investors in a SPAC can vote down a deal if they don't like the merger. But in the case of PSDH, they've gone with an asset purchase, which is unique and some people aren't happy about it. So rather than a merger, they're just buying assets and a vote is not required. And we'll discuss the warrants a little bit further later on. So there was a deal announced that PSDH was going to acquire a 10% 10 stake in Universal Music Group or UMG. And the outcome of that uh, shareholder vote will be 22nd of June this year. And the deal is with Vivendi, uh, which is a French company, uh, and it's going to cost $4.1 billion for PSDH, which is values the company UMG at $41 billion US dollars. It will be listed on the Amsterdam Euronext Exchange and PSDH will still exist as PSDH Remain Co and still remain publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. So 
One other interesting feature that has come out of this deal is that you will also get uh, a Spark right. So a Spark is a special purpose acquisition rights company. Uh, and if you're a PSDH Class A shareholder, you'll get a one-for-one -one right to this Spark uh, if you don't redeem. So for investors in PSDH, what this means is you're going to get four things listed on screen here. You're going to get UMG shares at a cost base of $14.75. And I've written their pre-IPO, which is important because you're effectively being able to invest in this company with an institutional investor before IPOs. Traditionally, the retail public only get to invest after an IPO. And typically at that point in time, uh, the share price has already skyrocketed because everyone's excited about it. You'll also get PSTH Remainco shares. So that will remain uh, with a cost base of $5.25. And you'll get the right, as I mentioned before, to the Spark. So you'll get a, you'll get a SPA. And you'll also still get the Tontine warrants. So a little bit more about that later. But So because the holders uh, are not getting any warrants for UMG, they can only, PSTH shareholders can only choose to exchange the redeemable warrants. So that's the one warrant that came with the shares at IPO, not the Tontine warrants. They can choose to exchange those for extra shares of PSTH Class A, which will ultimately net you more shares of UMG, but that's kind of a moot point because the dollar value won't change, so it won't it won't increase in value. You'll just dilute it. You'll get more shares of Remainco, and you'll get extra Spark rights, which is probably the the, the biggest sweetener. Uh, the redeemable warrant exchange offer, while it's ongoing, PCH will have their redemption tender offer at the same time. So they'll offer twenty dollars back to shareholders who don't want to participate in the deal. Once that redemption offer is complete. They can then distribute those Tontine warrants I was talking about to the remaining shareholders. But the distribution of those Tontine warrants is after the completion of the redemption of the tender offer, but before the completion of the warrant exchange offer. And any shares that are redeemed or any shares that are issued as part of the warrant exchange offer won't receive any extra distributable Tontine warrants. So it's it's just it's just about if you're a holder before that point. So. There's a few exciting parts about this deal. Uh, I'll start with the medius one, which is basically the valuation of the UMG shares. Um, PSTH appears to have got it at a discount. And you can go and check sort of Vivendi's financials, or you could do a bit of a comparison with peers of uh, UMG. So basically, PSTH bought UMG at 21 times at EBITDA, which is earnings before interest tax depreciation amortization. But if you base it off other valuations that have been done in the marketplace, some people are saying that uh, UMG should be valued at 50 billion or there's like pie in the sky valuations of like 100 billion. The nearest comparable that's publicly traded is Warner Music Group and it trades for 20 times. But it's arguable that UMG is a much better business. It's twice the size. It's got a better stable of artists in my opinion. And yeah, if you also look at it compared to Sony, it's also 50% bigger than Sony Music. So. Why would we? Why would we, we start to ask ourselves why would the shareholders want to sell this at a discount to PSDH? Well, interesting bit of news or interesting bit of analysis that came out is that it's uh, Vivendi shareholders are incentivized to do it for tax reasons. Basically, uh, under French law, if you spin off ten percent of a company, it's viewed as an ordinary dividend. But for investors with over five percent stake in a company, it's tax free. So the largest shareholder is Vincent Bellore or Bellore 
I'm not sure how to say his name, and he has a 30% stake and he's prohibited from buying any more due to French law without tendering an offer for the whole company. And he doesn't have the cash for that. So by selling 10% uh, of the stake to U- of UMG to PSDH and then spinning it off and then spinning off UMG, he'll be able to buy back shares or, or sort of control Vivendi to buy back shares of their own company and he will effectively gain control of Vivendi in doing so. So fact check me there, people. Uh, that's a bit of a confusing part, but interesting as to why it's a win-win for both parties. Uh, other exciting parts, the Spark. No one can really assign a proper value to the Spark at the moment. Um, however, I think this is going to be very valuable. And the reason I think it's going to be very valuable is Ackman and PSH are giving any holders of these rights uh, a one-to-one option, a free option to look at their next deal with no collateral up front. You don't have to put any cash up front. All you have to do is hold the right, wait till they sign a definitive agreement. And then at that point, if you like the deal and you like the company they're going to acquire, with your rights, you can buy in for $20 at NAV and potentially it will trade much higher than that. So you'll get instant value there. And uh, Bill Ackman also stated on Twitter that if you participate in PSTH and the first spark, you will get perpetual rights uh, following on, so on and on and on. You might, if you just keep participating in these Spark deals, you'll have the opportunity to invest with institutional investors forever for as many of these Spark deals as occur. So there could be a lot over your lifetime, and that's exciting to me. But no one can really value that yet, and it's not really being reflected in the share price yet fully, I don't think. Some of the risks with this deal, effectively, um, it makes PSTH Remain Co a cash shell with no liquidation date. So under SPAC rules, uh, the sponsor is forced to find a deal within two years or give money back to shareholders. Because PSDH has effectively satisfied that with a UMG purchase, the remaining money that's left in PSDH has no time frame. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ackman and PSH have already got a deal ready to go because they've been working on this since you know early 2020. Another risk is... Um, how this deal has been viewed and how the spark will be perceived. Shareholders might think that they didn't get what was advertised or they might be a bit upset about an asset, per- like the money being used for an asset purchase rather than a merger. Um, and some investors I know are worried about the listing on the Euro Next Exchange, but I think this will inevitably become a dual listed entity or maybe an American depository receipt. And another issue is your broker. So if you own PSTH, like my wife owns some of this in stake. I don't think a broker like stake will be able to accommodate all of the complexity associated with this. You'll have to move your shares to a broker that can accommodate warrants, options, and spark rights. So those are a few of the issues there. But all in all, I think it's an interesting opportunity for people to take note of. A few other risks I haven't got listed here is the vote that's going to occur with Vivendi on the 22nd of this month may not may not pass. They may not want to sell 10%. I think that's unlikely given like, uh, the tax advantages and the largest shareholder. Another big risk is the SEC in America may decide that they don't like all or parts of this deal and nix some of it. So interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, anyway, short form video tankers this week and Jolly and I will come back next week and uh, do another pod for you. But I hope you found this in- interesting opportunity Uh, this interesting investing opportunity as interesting as I find it. So have a good one, guys. Speak next week.